So, uh, have you ever been upstairs into the bell tower area? Which is, uh, what are you looking at? Oh, do you like that? Isn't that cute? Yeah. Well, I wasn't meeting with any uh, prime ministers or presidents or anybody like that today, so I figured I could wear my mask. Actually, I'm, I'm making a, an effort to wear it, and I think that's a good idea. Well, the first thing we see here is a little sign. Here it is. It tells us, to the bell tower, 51 steps, 34 feet up. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of steps. And so we continue. Ah, this is the final door. The latch. I don't know. Should we do it? Well, look at that, huh? You just think for a minute about all the things that this bell has rung through. It means something to ring this bell. It actually means a lot to ring this bell. This bell is dedicated to the good service and the use of the Congregational Church by the Young People's Society of Christian Endeavor, December 25th, 1890. Thank you to everyone who has ever rung this bell, to everyone who has heard it, and to everyone who will ring it, because it will be rung many times into the future. Let us put this to good use of God's service. And let us begin this worship time together with the cloud of witnesses of all those who have gone before, are with us now, and are yet to come. it's 10 o'clock and you just got quiet <laughs> or you noticed it was five after that's what it was good morning everyone and welcome to Saville Congregational United Church of Christ where we like to say you were welcome long before you arrived whether it's Palm Sunday any Sunday or anytime we could be here for you so welcome and good morning and let us prepare for worship with a moment of silence and then we will proceed. Stand or be seated as you wish and join me in the call to worship.
please be seated and join me in our unison prayer together. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are those who, like him, ride into town regardless. Please consider these words and your own prayers in a moment of silence. It is like that, you know. Sometimes it's short, but Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are those who, like him, ride into town regardless. You know all the things that are put before us. You know all the obstacles, all the challenges, all the questions and the doubts from time to time. Sometimes we just have to do it regardless, don't we? And so regardless of whatever may be going on in the world this morning, regardless of whatever might be between us or what we have going on outside of here, let us bring regardless to our expression of peace and welcoming to one another, regardless of the world. But in the light of love and God's grace, let us offer one another a sign of peace. May the peace of the risen Christ be with you all. Let us offer one another a sign of peace, regardless. This first reading is an excerpt from Indifferent City by Joseph H. Gilmore. Between his time and this, there is scarcely a breath of difference. The people were busy with life, work, children, reaching for meaning, rest, and respite. They rehearsed the tradition as they were taught. And Jesus came to town, refusing the power of the manufacturers of death. He came to town both knowing and living the tradition and watching, watching for a bush to go up in flames. He came knowing that the sea never parts good and evil, but that they are on both sides of the water together always. They are good and evil, a braided thing. We carry them together wherever we go. He knew. And still, he set out for an indifferent city in a dangerous time with a heart ready and restless.
This morning's gospel reading is from the book of John, chapter 12, verses 12 through 16. The next day, the huge crowd that had arrived for the feast heard that Jesus was entering Jerusalem. They broke off palm branches and went out to meet him. And they cheered, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in God's name. Yes, the king of Israel. Jesus got a, donk a young donkey and rode it, just as the scripture has it. No fear, daughter Zion. See how your king comes, riding a donkey's colt. The disciples didn't notice the fulfillment of many scriptures at the time. But after Jesus was glorified, they remembered that what was written about him matched what was done to him. So I would like to invite up members of the youth group gathering and Sylvia and whoever else might have been involved in yesterday's um, and the day before beatboxing. Come on up if everybody could. And would you tell us what it is that you all did in the last couple of days? Or well, basically, it's, it's very hard to explain beatboxing, and that's, you kind of have to experience it, and then it's really fun. But um, basically, the kids got together, and using their voices, they made a bunch of different instruments, and they actually wrote an original song. And every sound that you hear in the song was made by a human voice. And we so did one song that we wrote, um, I mean, the kids wrote the lyrics, then they uh, laid down all the tracks, and they mixed it. The title of this is Togetherness, and as you listen to the words, what struck me when I listened to this was it reminded me that we are with each other for a period of time, right? And that period of time is very important, so let's hear the creation of these young folk. Terrific. Thank you, guys. That, that was really good. Good stuff. Thank, thank you for coming up and being together for us. Thank you, everyone. One more round of applause. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for taking a look this morning and joining us. It's wonderful to have the Palm Sunday worship service from March 25, 2018 to wrap around us and remind us that this sanctuary that is behind me now that is a little bit empty at the moment has been full before and will be full again just as the bell will ring during this time into the next as it has before. 
So, imagine our sanctuary full today. Imagine you here. It's not hard to do. You've been here. And when we come to the time of communion, if you are so inclined, pause the video. Gather a piece of bread, a cup of grape juice or of the vine. And with us, through time and space, as Hank says, share the gift of communion with one another, but with the God that loves us in all the ways we know that God. So I invite you to celebrate communion with us today. And about the mask, you know, I... This is not about wearing masks as much as it is about making a statement about who we are. There's been a lot of discussion about whether or not churches are essential or houses of worship are essential. So all non-essential businesses should be closed down. Well, you've heard me several times speak and write and say that we are essential. Places of worship, communities of faith are essential. I have absolutely no qualms from any legal point of view, regardless of the outcome, that if we really believed that we needed to be here right now, regardless of whatever the directives were in terms of being essential or not, we would be here. They carried us away, they carried us away. They've done it before, probably do it again. That's not why we're elsewhere this morning. You are not at home. We're not filming using previous worship services because we are not essential. It's the opposite. We are essential. And our actions, as always, influence other people. We set an example for other people, for our communities. And by being in this place in this way and worshiping through this, this wonderful gift of the internet and technology being used in this appropriate way, we are stating just how essential we are. How much we believe in what the common good is all about. How much we are committed to our fellow persons and family members and acquaintances and those we know and around the world. That in solidarity, we stand here. For we could be nowhere else. And so being at home, staying at home, wearing masks, keeping a distance is not about hiding or isolation. It is about a gift that we bring to the conditions that exist today. And so we do what we can. And we honor everything that we do during this time, knowing that the only solution to where we are is to stay the course, and if everybody does their part, we will move through this in the best way possible. But you know, this idea of bringing what we can to the time from the tradition and the faith that we have, the commitment we have to one another because of the love we have been given to share with one another, well, that's what Jesus did. Jesus, in his time, brought himself, his gospel, his spirit, his God, his incarnation into a world because it was essential. The world needed what he had to bring long before he arrived. And it needs what he has brought today as it will tomorrow. So there is a deep connection to that day. As the evangelists tell us, he got on the donkey, the foal of the donkey, and people were cheering, cheering.
I think he knew better because he knew who he was, even if people were cheering for who it was they wanted him to be. They cheered because finally they were going to get what they wanted to get all along. And you can't be upset with them because that's what they understood. You, Either you're in power or you're out of power. Either you're the royalty or you're the, the plebes. You're the servants. You're the work bees. Now it was going to turn around. It was going to be, it was going to be their chance. This new king. Yet even though it was confusing for them or that they didn't have it right or Really, what experience did they have with anyone like him? You can't fault them. He didn't fault them. He didn't abandon them. He didn't leave them. He led them. And when he set his face on Jerusalem, and he took that path into what was certainly he knew, danger ahead, He had already risen to something greater than all that was going on around him. He had risen above the turmoil and the violence and the conflict and was holding on to something much greater. And so I think that's true for us. I think what's true for us is that at any time that we as a people, to whatever degree, a congregation, a community, state, country, world, when we are so caught up in turmoil and chaos and disconnect and uncertainty and ambiguity beyond the normal realms of ambiguity, when we are caught up in such a place, we reach towards something higher that affirms who we are, that gives us our, our sense of being, our sense of hope and faith and, and the knowledge that God is greater than this, however you know God higher power, God, any name. When we rise above and we hold on to that, we're already on our way to defeating what needs to be put in its place. And during this whole time, I, I don't know what it will be for you, but I think for everyone, this time of pause, there is something in all of this that each of us Perhaps we'll learn if we pay attention to what's going on around us. And that's already evident in just the way we're reaching out to one another. It may just turn out that the greatest commandment is in fact one of those things we reach to in times of trouble. The love of God love of one another as we love ourselves. And so thank you for all you have been doing in your daily lives, for everything that you've been taking care of and into consideration, for your family, for the work you're doing, for those who are in the hospitals and the first responders and the doctors and the academics and everybody who is working. And our heart goes out to everyone who has suffered from this illness and the loss it has incurred upon so many. And everything you're doing is essential. You, me, we are essential. And among those things we have to make sure we do is be like those stones that even if the authorities had quieted down those rowdy people on that path that day in the middle of Passover, shouting Hosanna, Hosanna, and covering the path with the palms of the rags, whatever it might be, on the way to what they thought was going to be their time of power, that even if the authorities and the powers that be had shut them down, the stones would have cried out. We need to continue to cry out. 
we need to continue to make sure our voices are heard. And as the disciples at the end of John's reading said that they didn't know at the time what was taking place, but later they recalled all of this and it was revealed to them what they had seen and what they had been a part of. That too will be true for us. It's a very different Palm Sunday. And in a way, I think that's good. We will have the palms another day. We will have the sanctuary filled another day. We will have the flowers and the music another day. But for now, as Mary Oliver said, to paraphrase her, what will you do with this one amazing life and this amazing time that you have been given to discover what we need to remember. I start each day with remembering that God is greater than our ups and our downs and how grateful I am to be able to be here during this time And to be part of what it is. We are all moving toward together. There will be a Monday Thursday. There will be a good Friday. And then. There will again be. An Easter Sunday. Thank you for being here this morning. I hope you enjoy the rest of this morning's worship and know how much you are loved. How much you are loved indeed. Amen.
Good morning. Now it's time to share our joys and concerns with the congregation. If you'd like to write them on the prayer card, you can place them in the offering plate as it goes around. And let us pray. Let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray in the way you learned it, by saying, Creator God, table is set for all we wouldn't know how to do it otherwise 
So please know you are invited. And when you come forward, we'll remind you once more, but the ribbon is the wine, and without the ribbon is the grape juice. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You who come to me shall not hunger. You believe in who believe in me shall never thirst. God be with you regardless. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to God. Let us give thanks to God most high. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is indeed right, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Creator God. You are the divine path through all our journeys. The loving God we come to know better through Jesus the Christ, through gathering for this meal, by acting on your message to remember. In this act of prophetic and public theology, by coming to the table with one another and you. At this table we do remember. We bring with us the joy and the heartache. We lift up the ones we pray for, give thanks for, and the ones we miss dearly, and more. We remember, too, that you felt all these things, and in that and much more, we are comforted. We believe in you, wondrous God. You are the source of all creation, the source of all healing, of all love, especially when needed most. You enfold us. We accept your embrace. We embrace you in return. And we remember always that the risen Christ is with us, walking that with us, interceding for us, never leaving us, crying with us in our sorrow, laughing with us in our joy, struggling with us in doubt, confusion, and the longing for justice and love stirring our souls and the world. On that night, they planned a dinner. It would be their last dinner together. What was he thinking? Perhaps he knew. But I have a feeling the words were the words he had said so many times before. The embrace and the invitation to embrace in return by breaking the bread. And when he did, saying to them, this is my body that I have broken for you. And what I ask of you in return is in the ways you may to break your body, to give of yourself for others. Remember how we did that. Remember what I have taught you. Remember and be open to what the Spirit will teach you. Do these things and more in remembrance of me. And when the supper was done, Jesus lifted the cup, gave thanks to you again, and said to all who were with him, drink, and when you drink, remember me and us and how we are together. Be not afraid, ever, for I love you and I am with you always. And surely, more than once before the evening was done, Jesus charged them, remember, remember me, remember, remember us, and, and do, do these, these things, things in memory, memory of, of all, all I have taught you and my, my love for you. And let us join together in the singing of our covenant.
Friends, these are the gifts of God for the people of God. Would the servers please come forward? In the bulletin, a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for inviting us to this table, remembering your active presence in our lives. We are grateful and continuously thirst for the new and right spirit of this communion with you today, tomorrow, and every day. Guide us always as we embrace you and all those who have gone before us. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for being here this morning, for making this Palm Sunday our Palm Sunday. And so, before we go, could I have a Hosanna? Hosanna! Whoa. Can we do that again? Hosanna! That's what I think the cheer was in Jesus' heart when he heard those words. I think he heard... Be like unto the children. Be like the children. And I think that's what Francis, who some of my friends call Frankie, what Pope Francis said this morning. He said, Pope Francis, starting Holy Week services leading to Easter, urged young people on Sunday to keep shouting, Hosanna! to keep shouting and not allow the older generations to silence their voices or anesthetize 
their idealism. And do you know how we... Yes. And are you listening, Pope Francis? And do you know how we stop from being the older generation? To continue to be like children. To keep our voices shouting. To not let the oppressive system or any system marginalize us or our voices because you can't marginalize love. And so let that be our path. Go in peace to love and serve in all the ways you are called to serve the God you understand best. Amen. Amen. What a congregation. Okay, so friends out there in the congregation, here we are on our Zoom chat, which you are invited to every day at 1.30. And some people here want to say hello. So let's start with Joseph. Hey, everybody. Be safe. Love you all. And Ann? Hello, everybody. How you doing, Ann? Here. I'm do doing fine. N knitting away. And Laura? Hello, everyone. I miss you. I miss your happy, smiling faces. And hopefully we will get together soon. Mwah. Mwah. And Carl and Frank in sunny, even cloudy, but always warm Florida. Yeah, that's great. Hello, everyone. We miss you all. Hope to see you soon. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We not only miss you, but um, we uh, pine for you. Uh, to be poetic about it, um, we sincerely wish more of you would join us so we could uh, hang out with you for a little bit. It's a little bit lonely down here in a, in a, in Florida, um, but we have everybody on our Zoom chat to say hello to quite regularly, and it's a great pleasure indeed. Keeps us sane. Or closer to singing <laughs> <laughs> there you go well everybody our prayers are and our gratitude for those folks that are joining us and are with you we love you and there'll be information following this about how you can join us on zoom anytime you want thanks and so we're waving waving carl Hi. don't sign Bye. off carl <laughs> bye <laughs>
<laughs> thank you.